Yo, 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 you already know who it is. It's C-Money on the Colin Shimwell Show. It's Tuesday, August 23rd. Let's get it. If you ain't with it, then we can kick it. If I say I want it, I'ma go and get it. These lame niggas my style and mimic. They try the hardest, but stick and kick it. Always 100, always solid. I'ma go get it, and that's a promise. I'm taking off just like a damn rocket. These little niggas talking, please stop. With the pow pow, with the go go. I'm mess lame, that's a no no. I'm on my grind, yeah, for sure, so. You ain't solid, I should've known. Let's get it. It's Tuesday. Let me tell you, we are feeling the aurora. We are feeling the network spirituality. We are feeling the vibe. I tell you what, markets are green. We're feeling good. You know, yesterday we were talking about how all the whales were going long. Was that the bottom? You know, I had pretty pretty big shorts in. You guys knew. I, I kind of wanted to see 26K. We really didn't. I ended up getting liquidated. Which was pretty funny. If you follow me on Twitter, follow me on Twitter to find out exactly when I'm getting liquidated. Super interesting topic. <laughs> or Instagram. I mean Twitter. You can do that at Soggy Margin. That's just fun to see when I uh, I lose a bunch of money. Anyway, um, that was Always by Wovica. And as usual, let's not waste any time and get straight on into the NFT news. You know... I usually, I'm not a huge fan of the NFT news, but a lot of people are because they like the community and I do love, I I do love NFTs. So looking at the top five NFTs, it's the same deal. We got the Board Ape Yacht Club, Pudgy Penguins, that's new. The Pudgy Penguins is kind of the meme right now. Uh, we got the Ayaska Meta, they're coming in at number three. Number four is the Amuta swap on Immutable X. I don't know. I don't know what that is. So I'm gonna. I got my. Uh, I got my little pen here. I'm gonna write that down. Immutable swap. Immuta swap. I'm gonna see what, what's up with that. Looking on chain, who is the winner today? I mean, I I can already tell you it's Ethereum. You know, it always is Ethereum. Sixteen million dollars in volume went to Ethereum. Immutable X had $1.2 million in volume. Now that's just an NFT sales, guys. Number three is Flow with $600,000 in volume. Number four, BNB with $259,000 in volume. So, getting down to BNB, it's... It's not even close to flow, you know. That's three x, so they got some work to do at BNB Chain. It's definitely slowing down over there, but that's that's nothing compared to these other layer ones. It's popping on near. I've been saying, guys, near, 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 near. Protocol is the wave. It's the easiest cryptocurrency platform to get involved with, but none of my friends are in near, and it sucks. It really does. They're all in Solana. Anyway, looking at the market, what are we trading? What is going on? Well, we have $149 million in liquidations. 53,281 traders were liquidated. And, you know, that's not too much. That's kind of normal. The guy that got wrecked the, the hardest was on BitMEX, and that was XBTC USD swap. And the value was 
million dollars. That's tough. Just like my boy from the Lou says, that is tough. Looking at the top coins, kind of breaking it down, everybody's getting liquidated on Ethereum. We have $62 million of liquidations on ETH. Number two, Bitcoin, $32.88 million in liquidations. Number three, again, two days in a row, is EOS. EOS is having a stellar week. (laughs) Cryptocurrency joke. Anyway, EOS with $12.11 million of liquidations. And then we have CHZ. CHZ, I don't know what that is, so I got to write that down as well. What is CHZ? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure that out, and we'll talk about that tomorrow. Um, pretty interesting. Uh, w- w- finally, capping it off at number five, we have Ethereum Classic. We're going to talk about Ethereum Classic later, so I'm pretty excited. But there was $5 million in liquidations in Ethereum Classic alone. Pretty stellar stuff. <laughs> Stellar is a cryptocurrency, ticker XLM. They're trying to be like a global finance bank. It's it's kind of a it's, it's kind of a wishy-washy deal. I don't like it, but I mean the guy behind it's smart, way smarter than me. So let's start talking about some news. We had a bank run at NFT lender Bendow and it prompts an attempt to avert another liquidity crisis. We were talking about the Bored Ape guy that was about to get liquidated. He was about to get wrecked yesterday. And so faculty auction mechanics highlighted the downside of letting people borrow money against Bored Apes. <laughs> yeah, who would have thought? Your, your worthless JPEG where you can trade, you can get a, you can get a hoodie for isn't isn't going to be good to be able to trade for real world assets so uh, nft collateralized crypto loans um they're pretty silly in my opinion i just think nfts are too volatile to be giving out loans on them it's like it's like okay if you're taking a loan a loan out on your house that's a pretty stable asset but you're talking about an nft why are you how how DeFi is that how degen are you guys there is no need for this. There is no need for this. I'm telling you guys. <laughs> There's no need for any of it. There's no need for any of it. So anyway, that's hilarious. Something I kind of do like, and kind of sticking with the NFT theme, we have the Telegram CEO proposed auctioning usernames and links as NFTs. And so uh, I guess he was inspired by the 3 million TON domain sale. And so he wants to add a little bit to Web3 to Telegram. And that's exciting. A lot of Telegram, uh, I think a lot of Telegram's users are cryptocurrency native people anyway. So I think this would be good. This would be good for them to make some money, some PFP money off here. So I don't know, maybe Telegram Pro. That's what I could see. Telegram Pro where you get extra features or something related to your NFT. So, that's kind of it with the whole with the whole NFT news. It was really quiet today. Really quiet. So, C-Money went ahead. Yes, I did it. I did it. It was all me. I went ahead and found an article to read. <laughs> 
I went ahead and found an article to read, and um, quite a few actually. And so uh, the title is Can DAOs Replace the Government? And this was written by Polina Finance. So let's get on. Let's get straight on into it. And I want to first say that um, this is my cliff notes. This is my takeaway. This is my rendition. So uh, I don't even want to say, even though I got this information from Polina Finance's Medium article, I don't even want to say that views expressed in this podcast are the same as theirs. <laughs> but anyway, enough enough Hargan jargon. Um, this is definitely, definitely not financial advice. This is a shitty podcast. So, let's get on into it. DAOs are supposed to be transparent and accountable. We all know what a DAO is. A decentralized, autonomous organization. All actions and decisions are made by the organization and open to scrutiny by its members. You know, this is easy stuff, right? With a DAO, individuals have a token or some financial motivation to plan and construct things. So, it's more than just a expressing ideas it's definitely got a more community financial vibe it's also yeah yeah so between all these different participants in a DAO money can be raised and combined for a common goal we saw this with like the constitution DAO we're going to talk later about the tungsten DAO this works this doesn't work we'll talk about it the DAO has this pay-to-play issue where it's like if you just buy a bunch of the DAO tokens, you have a majority of the say. And so it's a big problem because that's kind of politics today. That doesn't really solve anything. You know, the rich guys have the, all the power. That's that's literally the opposite of DeFi. And it's fun to think about, like, you know, airdropping tokens to holders just for using a protocol it, 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 yeah, it, it gives money to the holders. But as we saw as we saw in episode two, when we talked about the Uniswap, or could have been episode one, when we talked about the Uniswap experiment, only 3% are still holding their Uniswap airdrop. There's more people that haven't even claimed. Probably don't even know about Uniswap anymore. It's interesting. The people that care just keep on buying it up. It's just a pay-to-play issue. So we have protocols like Giveth. Now, Giveth is actually a cryptocurrency charity platform that's very interesting. But back in 2019, they were pretty focused on governance. And not just any governance, DAO governance. And so they introduced a feature called Convection Voting, where community members vote on issues continuously instead of a set time frame. This is insane. So like like I said before, why are we waiting four years to vote for a president? There's no point, right? So voters can change their votes as their convictions change, preference for the same proposal. So the stronger their conviction gets that way, the votes of community members who have been around a long time and held fast to the same ideals will hold more weight, while newcomers and the indecisive will have less sway. This framework effectively prevents both collusion and cyber attacks in which fake identities sway the outcome of votes. A cyber attack is basically when one person makes 50 wallets to receive this crazy DAO airdrop or they make 50 wallets to make themselves eligible to be in a DAO 
and it's really just one person. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> just my C Money's out here telling you how to hack the game, um, and so that's that. That you know, super big issues are 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 here to be solved, and that's kind of the whole lore of this industry. So there is this pretty interesting quote inside of the article that I absolutely love. And it kind of shows why DAOs are smart. There is no reason to believe that bureaucrats and politicians, no matter how well-meaning, are better at solving problems than the people on the spot who have the strongest incentive to get the solution right. Eleanor Ostrom. And so, a little bit of information about Eleanor Ostrom. She was a... She was the first winner of the Nobel Memorial Prize in Economic Sciences. And this happened in 2009. So first woman to really get credited in economic sciences. I, I, read, a, I read her paper. She definitely seemed... She definitely seemed kind of like she would not be for doubts. You know, some of some of her work just showed like... How people abuse land. That's that's basically kind of a narrative she was pushing. And so basically she says the common man can't be trusted in one article. But then in this one. Okay, I'm going on a tangent. That's me That's me reading into stuff. You know, that's me reading into the rabbit hole. But uh, DAOs, are, DAOs are more democratic than traditional organizations. And open up new possibilities for how we can organize society. DAOs have already started to emerge in a number of industries, including finance, healthcare, governance. And as blockchain technology matures, we're going to see more DAOs emerge. I mean, we've seen a bunch already. Governments only exist because you believe in them. Let me say that again. Governments only exist because you believe in them. The social belief is dying and governments will continue to die out people will need a new way to organize society so this is why this is the value of DAOs. i mean this whole government thing and this whole like we all know we're getting lied to we all know we're getting lied to this is why we need blockchain and if we imp- if we introduce blockchain for transparency, which is insane because we haven't already, there's already these crazy papers about blockchain, how we could implement an immutable message software so we could see politicians' text messages 24-7 as they happen because we have the technology to do that, but they don't want to do that. Why would they want to do that? Then they couldn't scam as easy. So it's all about, it's all about a cat and mouse game. And um, eventually, they're going to go to zero, hopefully, or they're going to send this DeFi thing to zero. One of the two. And I really, I'm really rooting for DeFi. So some good examples of DAO is the Tungsten DAO. This was actually one of the first instances of a DAO. This was, this was back when it was pretty new in 2019. And they got a one-ton tungsten cube for 259 or excuse me $250,000 or guess what 56.9 ETH 
56.9 E. So you already know we got 6.9 in there. Super lit. The tungsten dowel is uh, very cool. They have some stipulations. Everybody in the tungsten dowel is eligible to go. One person in the dowel is eligible to go to the headquarters in Illinois to see the tungsten cube and view it. But only one person can go per 12 months. So that's kind of the catch. But they, they did it. They bought the world's biggest tungsten cube. They made a huge, huge, huge splash. Wow, I have a, I have a bunch of bunch of stuff. Okay, here we go. So now we got the biggest DAO is the Uniswap DAO. And so as far as funds locked, um, the Uniswap DAO takes the cake pretty easily. Everybody should know what Uniswap is. It's an automated market maker, so you can sell and buy cryptocurrencies on-chain with no man involved. It's all through smart contracts, all through the computer, and it works. And it works. And it keeps money in the protocol. It It's bread and butter. It's bread and butter. And then when you add liquidity to the pools, it's easy, stable income. It's not. It's not a lot, but it's there. You know, you have to watch out for impermanent loss, but DM me, see money, soggy margin, I'll help you out. Another good DAO is Olympus DAO. Olympus is building OHM, that's the ticker, or the money sign. A community-owned, decentralized, and censorship-resistant reserve currency that is asset-backed, deeply liquid, and used widely across Web3. Their treasury balance is $286 million. Pretty much $287. I'm going to give them some props. They have a number of 120,000 holders. The protocol-owned liquidity is 98%, meaning most of these liquidity pools that they are in, they, uh, they're getting the fees from. Unique tokens in treasury, 50 plus. That means these guys have a wide, wide, wide basket of cryptocurrencies in their treasury. And I've said it from the beginning, you know, a couple weeks ago. If there's going to be something in DeFi, Olympus Dow is going to be a part of it. So, yeah, they're, they're awesome. Another kind of failure, this was, this was kind of the middle ground where we have the Constitution Dow. The Constitution Dow was uh, alive from 2021 to 2021. It was very short-lived. And it was a beautiful experiment. It, it was a single-purpose Dow. They only had one mission, and that was to buy the Constitution. The community has taken all actions that it has organized to accomplish. They raised capital, and they bid at Sotheby's for the U.S. Constitution. And they lost. <laughs> they straight up lost. They got all this money together, and then they lost. So they, they made full refunds, though. They made full refunds available to the community as promised. So that gets, that gets a good sign for me. Shouts out to giving the money back to the community. Really cool. Let's talk about some bad examples of some DAOs. You know I've been waiting to do this. I want, I've been waiting to rip into somebody. So first we got Lynx DAO. Lynx DAO... I found them through Stephen Curry's wallet, and that's their little game, right? That's their little, that's their little joke is to um, 
to find these big celebrities and put it in their wallet and really get naive people who don't know what they're doing. So I looked into LinksDAO and they said, hey, we're building a golf course and we're doing this through a DAO. We just, we just minted 10,000 NFTs and so they minted 10,000 NFTs for $100 each or something and they ended up with like $10 million. So whatever the math is on that, um, that's kind of what it was. Well, now they only have $6 million. I kind of lost a lot of my research because I did this research kind of a while ago. But when I did the math, on average, they have been spending $7,000 a day looking for a golf course. I mean, this is crazy. $7,000 a day. They're taking a million. So I took a million dollars from the app because they have an app and um, they have a YouTube channel. So they're still spending close to $5,000 per day looking for a golf course. I mean, that sounds ridiculous. That sounds like a straight up lie. I looked at it. A lot of the, uh, the coins went to the founder on chain i looked at it on chain and it was all sketchy so then they want to say hey we're gonna they want to say hey we're gonna release a pfp project so now they need a pfp project and the only reason they're releasing a pfp project and you hear it here first is because they need more money they don't have enough money to buy a golf course anymore they went ahead and they uh they spent all this money quote-unquote looking for a golf course whole time they were just partying with everybody else's money and this is, this is like a bad thing about DAOs. They have bad transparency. They don't have immutable messages where they have to use to work. And at the end of the day, if everybody owns a protocol and everybody's equal, why is it that there's insider information? There should be no insider information. LinksDAO is all about insider information. We really have some stuff coming soon. Stuff like that is a red flag. LinksDAO super red flag and they might even still buy the golf course i won't say they won't because they got some good people behind them that have a lot of money but uh these guys these guys get two thumbs down for c money especially for a dow kind of giving them some history of a dow the the industry's most famous example began with a crowd sale in early 2016 this crowd sale allowed the public to purchase DAO tokens with Ether. And so this company called Slock.it created a smart contract that gave token holders voting power about what it should do with the funds. The project grew from there until eventually the team decided to create an entire separately organization. This organization was titled the DAO. Enlisted volunteers from throughout the community to work on the decentralized product. After its release, users were able to spend Ether to receive DAO tokens. Over the week, of, over a four-week period, the DAO shattered fundraising records for the time and raised 12 million ETH, worth around 150 million U.S. dollars. At the time. So, uh, it's, yeah, small for today's standards. Despite its promising start, the DAO was in many ways a victim of its sudden success. In June 2016, 
hackers stole 3.6 million Ethereum, worth around $50 million. The stolen funds were not lost immediately as they were frozen as a part of a 28-day holding period. This gave the community time to decide how to proceed with some calling for the stolen funds to be returned. <laughs> and there was really no way to get it back. It's on the blockchain. So others stating that interfering with the transaction was against Ethereum's decentralized principles. Basically what I just said. Ultimately, a hard fork of Ethereum network split in two, which is the Ethereum we're using now, with a version of Ethereum that exists today undoing the ramifications of the breach. <laughs> they gave the DAO back the money. They, they cheated. <laughs> they cheated. So I wonder if they're going to do this with the next Ethereum 2.0 with stolen funds. Very interesting that they have the power to do that because they've already done it before. Those that are in favor of this action, those are those that are not in favor of this action, opted to use the original Ethereum fork, which today is known as our baby, the same coin that we have been talking about every day, the ones that been, the one that has been making headstorms. Ethereum Classic. Anyway, that's gonna do it from all of us here at Web3 TV. I'm C Money, and don't just have a good day. Have a DeFi day.